I do agree that uh, we are going to be living with uh, COVID uh, in the future. Uh, however, I think that since we last spoke, I mean, there's been significant changes. I mean, uh, the public health emergency has been lifted. I think we're seeing the uh, sort of the transition from the pandemic to the endemic uh, consequence of uh, COVID or, or SARS. Uh, COVID-19, and I think it is going to be with us as one of our respiratory uh, viruses that's going to cause uh, respiratory infection in in the winter months uh, for uh, the time to come. But we also have the other uh, respiratory virus to be concerned about, uh, such as uh, influenza and RSV, a respiratory syncytial virus as well. And I will say uh, that we have better tools now than we did certainly in even last year. And if you recall, last December, we had a large number of cases, uh, both in the community and certainly even in the hospital, uh, due to uh, complications of one of these three different viruses. And we referred to it as the triple-demic uh, at, at that time. And uh, so we're concerned that that may happen again. But as I said, we have better tools now. We have better vaccine for COVID-19. We now have a vaccine for uh, RSV. Uh, that can be very helpful. And I think persons that are at highest risk for any of these, including uh, COVID-19, as we go in the future, are those that uh, have underlying conditions such as heart disease, lung disease, diabetes, because it was those types of patients that we saw that caused exacerbation of those conditions due to uh, uh, specifically RSV uh, last year. And so now we have a, a better way to prevent that because we have the availability of these vaccines. And with us is Dr. Thomas File, Doctor of Infectious Disease, Summa Health System. Tom, certainly dialed in well, World Health Organization and obviously across the country in the fight against infectious disease. What do you think we learned the most in the last three years? COVID-19 hits and we had to scramble. We got the vaccine together. But has the World Health Organization, I'm talking globally here, have we done some things to look down the road? Because you know it as well as I do, at some point, another virus is going to happen. Yeah, that's right. And I think we've learned better to share information about surveillance and uh, being up to date as far as looking for new viruses that may emerge so that we can be better prepared and develop um, uh, testing to evaluate for these uh, new viruses or new infectious diseases that may emerge and then develop uh, new vaccines to prevent them. So I think we're going to be better prepared uh, in, in the future because of all those changes and developments. Tom, you mentioned RSV, and there are some similar symptoms when we talk about the latest stage of where we are with the variant with COVID, the real bad head cold and stuffiness and such. There's some similar things with RSV and COVID. So I thought maybe you could look at those two and then, you know, talk about the importance of still getting tested when you have some of these conditions and symptoms. Well, that's a very good point because uh, many of the symptoms uh, can be seen with uh, any of these uh, viruses, particularly COVID or respiratory syncytial virus. Both of them uh, tend to uh, start out relatively mild and then uh, progress, uh, and they potentially can progress to a severe disease. What we're really concerned about with both of these is that it can exacerbate underlying conditions, uh, such as I mentioned earlier, heart disease, lung disease, diabetes, uh, et cetera. Uh, and, and it's difficult to differentiate. I mean, I tell patients now, I tell my colleagues that when we see patients with any type of respiratory 
uh, symptoms, we have to be concerned about what that etiology is. And the best way to know that, obviously, is testing. Uh, and at least for uh, SARS-CoV-2, um, we have the availability of the home tests. And I certainly would recommend that for patients that are older, have these underlying conditions, they should uh, obtain these tests. You can get them free from the government. I mean, you can go to uh, covidtest.gov and order uh, four tests. I mean, I've done that. And uh, you can have those available if you have any type of respiratory symptoms, even the common cold type of symptoms. Uh, that's important to know because if it's COVID, it can progress uh, if you have those underlying conditions. And we now have uh, antiviral therapy that we can prevent that uh, pro progression. So uh, like you said, testing is very important to be able to differentiate these. Tom, when you look at RSV, this is a virus that really hits the elderly and also hits the very young. And it's kind of risen, at least in prominence, the last couple of years where people are talking more and more about RSV. How about a little education on this virus here? Well, that's true. And one of the reasons why we're talking more about it, because we're more aware of it. I mean, literally up until about three or four years ago, we didn't have the testing tools to be able to identify patients uh, with RSV. I mean, we were more uh, able to test for um, certainly influenza for years. Uh, and uh, then, you know, since uh, 2020, eventually to test for uh, COVID-19. Uh, but now we're uh, much better able to uh, test for the uh, RSV as well, so we're more aware of it. Uh, and we now know that this can be uh, associated with significant, um, you know, complications, uh, as I said, with those uh, persons who have underlying conditions. And so it is important uh, for us to be aware of it. Now, we don't have effective antiviral therapy, except we do have some monoclonal antibodies that can be used to treat uh, in selective patients uh, RSV. So the best way, actually, to approach um, RSV is to prevent it, and we now this year have the vaccine. Yeah, and, and the vaccine is available for what age groups, Tom? That's a good question. It's uh, available for uh, adults over the age of six, or 60 and over. Uh, it's uh, recommended by uh, CDC to discuss uh, the um, importance of getting it with your uh, health care provider, uh, but particularly for those patients, as I've said, with, uh, that have underlying conditions, it would be really important to do that. Now, there's another um, available uh, age group, and that is uh, pregnant women can receive it during the latter part of their pregnancy <clears throat> to help uh, reduce the transmission uh, to the neonates uh, after they're born because the mother's antibodies will be transmitted uh, to the baby after birth, and, and that's another uh, reason to get the vaccine with us is dr thomas file doctors infectious disease at summa health system and tom uh, to wrap up our conversation this morning and certainly a virus that uh, takes many many lives and with all the COVID and rsv talk we forget about the the flu season that is here right now and urging people to get their flu shots of course i'll let you handle that but what type of flu season are you are you expecting well, it's always difficult. I mean, if we look at the Southern Hemisphere, we can get some type of predictability. They had a relatively uh, moderate to a severe uh, activity of influenza during their uh, winter months, and so it's anticipated, particularly since, you know, a lot of uh, our population over the last couple of years, particularly during 2020, 2021, and everybody was wearing masks, and we didn't transmit a lot of these respiratory viruses, less people are going to 
probably be immune to it, and particularly if they didn't receive the vaccine. So we have to anticipate that we might have a significant uptake uh, or in activity this year. I mean, again, if we look at last year in December, we had a tremendous amount of very rapid uh, early ramp up of uh, influenza. And so that's why it's important now to get your uh, vaccine. This is a great time to get all these vaccines. Uh, the CDC says literally, if you're eligible to get all three, you can get all three at the same time. However, you know, there's much better data for combining the COVID vaccine with the influenza vaccine. And I think to me, these would be the two uh, higher priorities uh, to make sure we get that vaccine than maybe the RSV vaccine at a, at a different time. That's what I've done. That's what I've sort of recommended to a lot of patients is get your uh, COVID vaccine and influenza vaccine together uh, and then maybe wait uh, because we just have limited data about combining the RSV vaccine uh, with, the, with the other two. But, but you're right, influenza, it, this can uh, uh, cause very severe disease even in, in the patients who don't have underlying uh, conditions. And so it, it's very important to get protected against uh, that particular infection again with the vaccine.